as a prelude to today's message, um, I, as I prepared for this and, and, and started studying, um, of course, I've been a pastor for a long time, so this, this passage that you're about to hear, um, I could do this in my sleep, but all I could hear uh, was my best friend in the back of my head saying to me, you don't have to be so mean to the traditional church. <laughs> that you don't have to be so angry because we're here. We're free of the traditional church. So that was in the back of my head all this week because I thought, okay, <laughs> Lance, you're going to go home from this sermon unhappy <laughs> because that's the way this hits me is because Jesus was talking to the religious leaders. But then on Friday afternoon, I got a call from somebody who, because we could not give them money, decided that we were the hypocrites that Jesus talked about. I want you to know that in that moment, the message changed. So I want you to listen to the scripture this morning, not as if Jesus is talking to the religious leaders. As much as this may be uncomfortable, as much as it might hurt. I want you to listen to these words from Jesus as if he is talking to you. So here we go. Matthew 23. Now Jesus turned to address his disciples along with the crowd that had gathered with them. The religion scholars and the Pharisees are competent teachers of God's law. You won't go wrong in following their teachings on Moses. But be careful about following them. They talk a good line, but they don't live it. They don't take into their hearts and live it out in their behavior. It's all spit and polish veneer. Instead of giving you God's law as food and drink by which you can banquet on God, they package it in bundles of rules, loading you down like pack animals. They seem to take pleasure in watching you stagger under these loads and wouldn't think of lifting a finger to help. Their lives are perpetual fashion shows. Embroidered prayer shawls one day and flowery prayers the next. They love to sit at the head table of the church dinners, basking in the most prominent positions, preening in radiance of public flattery, receiving honorary degrees and getting called doctor and reverend. 
Don't let people do that to you. Put you on a pedestal like that. You all have a single teacher. You all are classmates. Don't set people up as experts over your life. Let me read that again. Don't set people up as experts over your life. Letting them tell you what to do. Saving the authority for God. Let God tell you what to do. No one else should carry the title Father. You only have one, Father. And that is in heaven. And don't let people maneuver you into taking charge of them. <laughs> Would you like to hear that verse again? <clears throat> don't let people maneuver you into taking charge of them. There is only one life leader for you and them, the Christ. Do you want to stand out? Then step down. Be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you'll get the wind knocked out of you. But if you're content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. Now, I told you all, to listen to that as if Jesus was talking to you. So if the shoe fits. And I also did something, because Lance made me nervous. I actually wrote some things that I wanted to start to say this morning so that I don't get it wrong. And I'm going to start by telling you that the politicians in Washington, as well as those in the state of Georgia, are what we would have been called in the scripture, the Pharisees. They play the gotcha game to perfection. To make matters worse, the news media feeds on it. And not only does the media feed on it, but they feed it to us, hoping for a national scandal to make themselves appear relevant. You need to hear that again. These various political events are a fitting context for what you just heard. Because you see, it is all of us. Listen to what Jesus said about these politicians in his days that were called the Pharisees. They tie up heavy loads and they put them on people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Now what did Jesus mean? Simply this. The Pharisees, i.e. Congress, makes the law. They demand that the common person follow those laws, but they themselves find ways to get around it. Now, I want to tell you something. Remember, Jesus is talking to you. So if you have expectations of your neighbor and then you find ways to get around it yourself, thank you. They are not willing to carry the heavy loads that they demand everybody else. And sometimes we are not willing to carry the loads that we put on other folks, i.e., the homeless. They just get a job. Hypocrisy, my friends, at its best or worst. In Washington, the standards that the Democrats set for the Republicans, the Democrats themselves are not willing to live by. 
and the standards that the Republicans set for the Democrats, they themselves are not willing to live by. Why? Because if you let down your guard for one moment, admit that you're wrong, your political opponents will seize the opportunity and go for the kill. I found a story about Prince Philip, who toasted a banquet, was toasted at a banquet once with two lines from a poet named John Dryden. And the lines were this. They were in regard to Philip. A man so various that he seemed to be not one, but all of mankind's epitome. Well, that sounds like a really nice line, doesn't it? He's, he's you know, he's, he's everything to everybody, right? And Philip, Prince Philip, God love him, he loved that line. So he looked up the poet and read the rest of the poem, which you are about to hear now. Stiff in opinions and always in the wrong. Was everything by starts and nothing long. But in the course of one revolving moon was a chemist, fiddler, statesman, and buffoon. I don't know who the person was that quoted that poem to Prince Philip, but they got their point across that I'm pretty sure that they lost their job. If you heard this message as Jesus talking to you, where do you fit? Where do we all fit? I heard conversations today and said to myself, yeah, this is it. This is not about leadership hypocrisy. This is about our own hypocrisy. When we push people off to the side, when we are not honest about who we are with folk, when we fear people's reaction to us, when we talk about the love of God and the fact that God made me just as I am, when we don't do that, we're no better than the religious leaders. See, we all, and the church folks today, get off of talking about going to church, and we feel really good when we throw five bucks in the plate. We feel real good when we bring, you know, the shampoos or whatever it is we do for the homeless. However, the thing that I got to tell you is, where are the volunteers to get that stuff ready to go? Where are the volunteers going to be to work the Christmas tree sale? Now, I know that we're small, and I know that I am probably, at this point, preaching to the choir. But remember the setup of this message. Jesus is talking to you. If the shoe fits, wear it. And by the way, just so we're clear. Pastor's not making any judgments. It is what it is. I can't tell you how many excuses I hear in my office all week. <laughs> Only you can deal with that. And I can't think of a better story than the one I found here to really bring this home. There's a man who arrived in 1953 
at a Chicago railroad station. He was there to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. He stepped off the train. He was a tall guy with bushy hair and a big mustache. And the cameras were flashing and the city officials were there, approached him with outstretched hands to meet him and greet him. And he thanked them very politely. And then he excused himself for a moment. He walked through the crowd to the other side of the train station where an elderly black woman was struggling with two large suitcases. He picked them up, he smiled, escorted her to the bus, helped her get on the bus, put her baggage at the bottom of the bus and wished her a safe journey. His name, Albert Schweitzer. He turned to the crowd and he apologized for keeping them waiting. It is reported that a member of the reception committee told a reporter, that is the first time I have ever seen a sermon walking. Folks, you got an opportunity to walk the talk. You got an opportunity this week in all of your walking to be preaching a sermon. God bless you. Amen.